Jack, thanks for joining us. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Start out today with with me losing track of time, recording sports for another station, and yep. you hearing me do that sports report. Hopefully you've learned something today about what's going on. We also uh, brought up uh, Las Vegas since, uh, of course, you have the uh, Pac-12 and the Mountain West Conference tournaments and mm-hmm. a bunch of other ones going yeah. on in, in Las Vegas. By the way, we'll have University of Colorado men's basketball today. We've had Mark Johnson from Las Vegas and the uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. And uh, we'll have uh, the Buffs in UCLA today per game at 1230. Mark with uh, Scott Wilkie on that one. But uh, it kind of turned into us talking about some of our uh, Vegas adventures, Vegas, yeah, Vegas adventures, Vegas memories, and our uh, former colleague Trevor Stewart, T. Stu, mm-hmm. some of the uh, the company trip that we went on the one time where yeah. uh, some of the shenanigans he got up to. exactly. I do remember when we went uh, when Ken and I took Rachel when Rachel was oh probably nine, ten years old, something like that, uh, to see Siegfried and Roy. Mm-hmm. And we decided to go on this walk or go walk to one of the someplace else in Vegas. And it was a death march. And it was, it was like, what was I thinking? Why did I think we could walk? And that, of course, you were talking yeah. about the time we decided we're going to walk someplace on the company trip. And it's just right there. Just right there. I can see it. It's right there. Yeah. 50,000 blocks away. But I remember going to see Siegfried and Roy. And the thing about it that was just still marvels, still I I marvel at it to this day, Mm -hmm. was that they didn't have, they had like all these tigers and all all these incredible, you know, beautiful, you know, beasts up there on the stage. Tigers and lions and all all kinds of stuff. Oh my. Oh my. Don't remember if there was a bear. I don't think there was a bear. Oh, okay. But there was a, what was it like there was a, a cage around the stage or anything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, if these things decided to go do whatever go, they wanted nuts, to do, yep. They could they could just wipe out a whole bunch of people in, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there watching that thinking to myself, man, I hope those things are really, really well trained. They've got to be yeah. really, really well trained. I'm because, not really a front row person anyway. Definitely not a front row person at a live animal show. Oh, we definitely were not going to afford front row nope. seats. Oh no, it was it was pricey enough to sit afford or like not. way in the way in the back. But I remember thinking to myself, okay, there's an exit. There's an exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For some reason, the, the old Siegfried and Roy lose control of the of the animals up there. Yeah, grabbing Kenda, going to grab Kendazan, grab Rachel. We're we're getting out of here. So to get trampled or eaten by by one of those things See, f- afford or not not sitting at the front row at a tiger show because i'm a husky lad i'm a, probably got great marbling i look delicious and you're and i'm pretty you're slow. slow you're slow prey yeah. man i'm sorry i move without a whole lot of sound but i also don't do that very fast and therein lies so, the problem yeah not a ninja not fat ninja because i'm quick fat ninja because i'm quiet yeah, it's, it's stealth, not speed. Yeah. It's a different S. Oh. So I brought up a lot of conversation about things like a bit everywhere Jimmy Buffett, because you went to Margaritaville on that, that Vegas yep. trip. That fateful night. 
and whether or not we like Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy what Buffett's song? okay. It's all he's right. He's got a song. He's, 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 got right. a, he's got a song. He's got, he's got more, one. He's got more hit than I do. Well, likewise. Yeah. You know, so can't knock it really. No, no, I'm not. I'm not knocking Jimmy Buffett because, like I said, in college, I I really like Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and it's not like a one. He's not really a one-hit wonder, but it's not like his one hit is just some unconscionable song to listen to. Right. I I like Margaritaville. It's a good song. It's a good song. So, I, 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 I if I never hear it again, I'm I'm okay with. Yeah. Like, I'm not I mean, going to miss I've, out. Because but... I've heard it 8 billion times in my life. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's a good track. Comes on. I enjoy it. Yeah, I never I never turn it off. If it yeah. comes on, I'm like, okay. It's, just, it's not an unbearable single like plenty of the singles that have been released this year and last year and the year before and probably still to come this year and next year. So there is that, too, you know. Yeah, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't hate Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Like I said, he used to really like his stuff big fan had had the albums hawaiian shirt i think i even i even had the hawaiian shirt of course that period of time too when when i was in college Mm -hmm. jimmy buffett was big being a parrot head and all that but also magnum pi was on oh yeah and miami vice was on that that they wore hawaiian shirts on miami vice it was the white linen pants and socks with no shoes shoes with no socks and yeah pastel colors and the lavender and the neck t-shirt Yes. With the white coat. With the white jacket. Yeah. With the the stubble. The stubble. But there's also the mm-hmm. the Tom Selleck Miami Vice look, or uh, Magnum P.I. look yeah. with the the ball cap mm-hmm. and the jean shorts. Bushy must But not shorts, though. No. Actual, like, short, shorter shorts with your... And, uh, all of a sudden, guys, all of a sudden, everybody became a Detroit Tigers fan. It's like, wait a minute. You, I've never heard you speak one word about the Detroit Tigers. Why... Why were the Detroit Tigers at in a wine shirt now? Good in the early eighties. They, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, they were very good. All right. So anyway, those Tigers aren't nearly as dangerous as Siegfried and Royce. Not not even close. No. Maybe they had Trammell and Whitaker, and yeah, Gibson, Dimitri, whatever his name was. Yeah. Dimit Hook. All right, eight oh seven. Dimitri Young. Yeah, Dimitri. Yeah, I was going to get it at some point. You were going to work your way to it. Yep. Congratulations, you got there. Thank you. All right, so text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Delman Young is more dangerous of the two, if I remember correctly. Uh, that would that would be an affirmative on that if yeah. memory serves me correctly. All right, it's time to take a little trip around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, we got free agency coming up. Broncos have a lot of holes to fill. So, according to ESPN, that uh, Denver could use some some additional help in the secondary, among the many other areas, starting with obviously offensive line, maybe another mm-hmm. running back in free agency. We've talked about that a lot with Miles Sanders and maybe David Montgomery and Kareem Hunt. But as far as the secondary goes, that You've got PS2, which is now going to be a perennial all-pro caliber corner. Likewise for safety, Justin Simmons. And Damari Mathis emerged last year in his rookie year. Got better and better after that disastrous game he had against the LA Chargers. But they that's the side of those three guys. They don't really have a lot of depth. And that uh, ESPN, 
in writing about who the Broncos might pursue in free agency, they think that safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson could be the new uh, running mate in the back end of the secondary along with Justin Simmons. That the Eagles are, they did not retain Gardner-Johnson in free agency. They didn't put the franchise tag on him. And so the Broncos might pursue him. That Gardner-Johnson allowed just 8.8 yards per target with Philadelphia in 2022, but only 6.2 yards per target in his previous three years in New Orleans. He had six picks in just 12 regular season games in 2022, and his ability to you know play well in man coverage could help when you have to face tight ends, or well, a tight end in particular like Super Bowl champion Travis Kelsey in the division. Mm-hmm. And so that that's a guy that, that makes some sense for the Broncos when it comes to free agency. Another guy they're talking about, and this is not ESPN, but uh, it's Jawan Taylor that comes from um, one of the other, let's see, I'm sure which, uh, which site this is from. Actually, it's Mile High, Mile High Report, excuse me. But Jawan Taylor, as much as a lot of people like to see the Broncos go after Orlando Brown, but could get a little too pricey at $24 million. So in the case of Jawan Taylor, former second-round pick, 25 years old, that his market value is around $14 million per season. So he could be a very inexpensive acquisition as a free agent. And Juwan Taylor, by the way, Jacksonville Jaguars, if you're not certain where he plays. And, I mean, I know Orlando Brown's probably out of the Broncos' kind of sphere of influence, if you will. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to be brought in by this team. But in reality, that's a two-player move, bringing in Orlando Brown. Because not only does it add to your offensive line, yes, at $25 million or whatever his number is, it takes away from your division rival. Which would it be It arguably huge. makes them weaker. And so is that worth maybe $25 million? I think that kind of makes his his contract have a little bit more value than and just I on the face. totally agree with that. That if you're you're bringing one of the best tackles in football... Like, if he's interested in a meeting, take it. Absolutely. absolutely. And if you can make that deal come together, I think, you know, I said that, that they, were, they were talking about with Brown around $24 million. That's money well spent mm-hmm. because you've, you've got to start... You have to build this offensive line. It's got it, it, it take like the, the tackle position though yeah. really as we've talked about every position is kind of up for grabs right now in Denver on the offensive line there's mm-hmm. nobody you can go that Garrett Bowles Deloitte Cushenberry right. the third nobody Dalton Reisner obviously that may be playing someplace else in 2023 mm-hmm. there's nobody in that line you go that guy's a lock now, no, I know my life sports Cody York said what Calvin Anderson, he thinks Calvin Anderson will be the only guy that really survives. And they and move play, him to left tackle. And they're gonna move him to guard is what I think uh, what Cody said with us. Mm-hmm. And so that's Orlando that. Brown has had two or ten offensive penalties the last two seasons. <sighs> Three holdings, six false starts, and one that's not noted here. I mean, that's it in Kansas City. He was a little more handsy in Baltimore, but still, five seasons, seven holding calls accepted. 
mean, you, you can't you can't beat that. That's you can add that to your line, which now I mean for however long he's there, anchor, done, done, locked down. Don't have to worry. Don't have to worry about drafting and it anybody. Takes them away from the team you're chasing in your division, which yeah. really is all of them. But it takes them away from the but, top but, of the, but division. the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Also, we talked about the interior of the line, but that needs to be addressed too. And Ethan Posick? Uh, uh, place for you, I believe. Place for the Browns. I think that's right. Yeah. That uh, sport uh, sport track has him around seven million dollars a year in that range, and that he would be a upgrade over Lloyd Cushenberry. And he could even, if it doesn't work out, center spot, he could play guard. Mm-hmm. That he's going to be better than anybody you currently have in the interior offensive line. Yeah, uh, not super durable, if I remember correctly. I don't. He didn't start every game for the Browns last year at center. I don't think he's ever started every game because this is his first year with them. He moved around quite a bit. He's kind of a depth line guy. And so, I mean, he's a guy you can go out and take a run at, but I don't think you place him as soon as, you, as soon as the ink's dry, he's number one center and he's the guy. I think he's the competition guy for Cam. Right. He's got versatility. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's a better version of Graham Glasgow. Right? Because that's what <laughs> yeah. they brought Graham Glasgow in for. can play center. It can play guard. Right. And it hasn't exactly worked out great. All right. We continue looking around the NFL. Focusing on the Broncos here in the 8 o'clock hour. Also, uh, ESPN Field Yates reporting that the Broncos signed uh, wide receiver Little Jordan Humphrey. One That's time. his name, Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan. That is his name. He better wear twenty three. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a nick. It's not a nickname. It's his actual God given name, Lil Jordan. Who, who was Maple Jordan? Was that? Oh, Maple Jordan. Maple Jordan. Uh, that was Andrew Wiggins. Sorry, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, J.R. Ryder. Right? Wasn't he Little Jordan? Mm, I believe so. Yeah. But is that as a nickname? Isaiah writer. J.R. Isaiah. And you know why they called Andrew Wiggins Maple Jordan? Because he's Canadian. Because he's Canadian, yeah. And he th- thought he might be mm-hmm. he was a little Canadian version of MJ. Yeah. But in the case of little Jordan Humphrey, who does not play basketball, but tries to catch footballs in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know where he played. You know where he, where he was, where he's from. Uh, I should. As far as where he, his last NFL stop. No. Come on. I don't at all. The New Orleans Saints. Oh, well, yeah, knew that. It's either a Saint or a Viking. You're right. I right. forgot. That's E-me. Played at Texas. Uh, Humphrey made 18 appearances, six starts for the Saints. 295 receiving yards, three touchdowns across uh, 16 receptions. Spent 2022 bouncing between the Patriots practice squad and active roster. But he has one time New Orleans Saint. Should have known that. 6'4", 225. Dude's got some size. Yeah, good size. Runs a 4.75. Mm. <laughs> but he's a big dude. Yeah. Can wear 34. The uh, little Jordan, baby Jordan. Baby Jordan, yeah. JR, don't, Isaiah, don't call me JR. Yeah, Ryder. don't call me. You know who he played his last game for? JR Ryder? Who? The Denver Nuggets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. Uh, yep, he played yeah, 10 games. Had a cup of coffee with the Nuggets. Too. Okay, yeah. All right. Cold coffee. Very, very cold. 
but but pricey like a yeah Starbucks ice you know ice coffee. Hey, Very he's pricey. got one more championship than I do. So, <laughs> well, same here. Thanks, Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> All right, we continue around the NFL. Switch to news from the league this morning. Patriots broadcaster Scott Zolak says Tom Brady to Miami is in play. Wait a minute. Tom's helping his daughter take care of that new two-month-old kitten. He doesn't have time for that stuff. He you know who's to... in Miami? Giselle. <laughs> she can help with the kid's kitten, too. That's Scott Zolak said on NBC Sports Boston the possibility of Brady playing for the Dolphins this year is real. Brady may go to Miami. I think that's in play. I do. I think the possibility of him coming out of retirement is definitely 100% in play. He can sit there and look at the kitten tweet from yesterday. Don't buy that. Well, I mean, Brady is an NFL guy. And we know when the confetti starts flying at the Super Bowl all the way up until the draft, don't believe a word anybody says. Whether we retire whether they say I'm coming back, um, yeah. I'm staying here, I'm testing free agency, I'm not going to ask for this, I want it. Don't believe a word we've, from anybody. We've said this about Brady before. Until the season starts. Mm-hmm. Not probably until... Until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. Yeah. Because I would never be... I would never. It would never stun me that somebody gets hurt late in the season mm-hmm. and phone call, Tom? Tom, you've been keeping yeah. yourself in shape. I know. I know you're keeping yourself in shape. I know you've been throwing some. Russ does like a Kevin Durant doing high knees on the plane, <laughs> rolls his ankle, You're out for a couple of weeks. Call in Tommy, Sean Payton. Hey, Number you know twelve is available. You know, you know Tom. We you, wanted what, to work one point, together. One point, we're going to work together. Here's that opportunity. Yep. Oh yeah. Coming off the bench, Don Strock, like back in the eighties, mm-hmm. take us to a Super Bowl. Come on, come on, yeah. Tom. Then Russ, you know you want to. Willis reads it out of the tunnel. <laughs> No, I think that case Peyton might go. That's okay. That's ah, we're okay. good. We're it's good okay. here, Russ. <laughs> I'm here. I could I could go. Yeah. No. No, we got go. Tom. We're good. No. no, we're fine. Why don't you just get yourself better? Okay, yeah. get yourself healthy. Yep. We'll call we'll don't call us. We'll call you. Okay. Tom, get out there. Go get him, Tommy. Yeah, until until they yeah, like the confetti flies at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying that Tom Brady's done. Yeah. And I'm not entirely buying the the kitten tweet that Right. I really don't believe Tom will be done until he probably dies, unfortunately. Years and years and years down the road, he's still going to have the, I could probably still play. I could still do it. And here's the thing. He, he probably, probably could. He probably still can do it three years down the road. All right, billionaire Mitchell Rails joins the Josh Harris bid for the Washington Commanders that uh, Josh Harris would have offered $5 billion for the Broncos. If he had known that bid would have... Well, if he would have known the bid, it would have won that. You know, if that would have been the bid, it would have won it, which it was what four and a half billion mm-hmm. from the Walton Pinner Group. So it's going to take more than that five billion to get the Commanders. So he's bringing in additional financial reinforcements that Rails and Harris will partner in the effort. And we're not sure who's going to be the controlling owner. Uh, Rails, by the way, a Pittsburgh native who founded the. Uh, Donaher Corporation reportedly has a net worth of $5.8 billion. He recently donated $1.9 billion to the Glenstone Foundation. He's made a pivot toward philanthropy after suffering a near-death experience in Russia 26 years ago. He's Is fishing it? with friends, oh. and the helicopter they were used stopped in a village to refuel. When they were there, a nearby plane exploded. 
He said they were. we were 10 feet away. Flames shot out more than two stories high. I was lucky to have escaped. I left Russia barefoot with a torn T-shirt and gym shorts. From then on, it was no longer about making money. Well, here's the thing. In the NFL, it's it's impossible to not make money in today's I mean, NFL. <laughs> but It's also it's a, pretty easy to... It's no longer about making money when you have north of seven billion dollars. <laughs> exa- yeah, it's not about the money. Well, yeah, you've got seven billion dollars. Of course, yeah. it's easy for you to say I that, had to champ. Walk all the way back to my private helicopter with no <laughs> shoes and a torn T-shirt. Oh my god! What's a more harrowing experience: surviving near death in Russia or having to meet with Dan Snyder? He didn't have additional towels left for him at the four seasons probably there it was, was, a, it was a struggle one, that day it was a really it was a struggle that day for that five minutes he didn't have an extra towel one robe monogrammed with his initials on it only one the champagne was not chilled to the perfect yeah. temperature on the uh on the flight to it europe was still over 40 degrees jim how could he survive see i think he's it's probably a true testament to his he's, character he's probably survived yes Yes, more challenging moments in his life, I'm sure. He's a billionaire in Russia. He's probably, he survived just leaving the country. <laughs> Which is now far more difficult to do. Yeah. Than it was back in, <laughs> back in 2013. All right, it's uh, 822 and it's time to play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is... Yes, up for grabs today is a case of New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. For the first correct answer on the Chick-fil-A text line, 970-242-1340. The World Baseball Classic is underway. We're going back in WBC history. I played in the first WBC game ever played in the United States. I am a former Colorado prep baseball player. And I am a World Series champion. And part of a combined no-hitter. Who is it? All right. Pile's favorite game on a Thursday. Your chance to win a case of New Belgian beer from High Country Beverage. couple things. Got to be 21 or older. And if you won the last two weeks, don't play. Yeah. Let somebody else win, okay? Come on. Let's not be greedy. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Mix in a ground ball, okay? Strikeouts yeah. are fascist. Dom- not exactly. Winning every single week is fascist. You can't do that. We also, it's also our, against the rules. Our, our rules don't allow it, so right. keep that in mind. All right, so text in now. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. I have Trish from Grand Junction Parks and Rec. Good morning, Trish. How are you? Great, Jim. How are you? I'm doing well today. So what's going on? Uh, weather? Well, it's nice today. Tomorrow, weekend might be a little nasty, but we're starting to get towards spring, and outdoor things are happening with Grand Junction Parks and Rec. That's right. Um, lots of outdoor things, but first which is, um, I want to mention this because it's coming soon. It's a spring break climbing camp for kids. So that's just a week and a half away. So if you're looking for something for your kiddos to do, it's the whole week of March 20th, all day, ages 5 to 12. So that's happening soon. So if you're interested in that, give us a holler. Um, But speaking of of spring, spring adult softball is right around the corner. Always very popular. It's very popular. So... You adults that love adult softball, March 27th is the deadline, and we're going to start that the week, the first week of April. So give us a call so you get in there. And those slots fill up very, very quickly for those leagues. Always, yes, yes. Um, and then looking towards April, we have Southwest Arbor Fest, and we want to let you know that something new is happening. We're going to add a cornhole tournament to this festival, 
and there are cash prizes involved. We'll pay out first through fifth place, and if the tournament fills, we'll have over $1,100 in cash prizes. you got to love that. But the sport that you maybe picked up during the pandemic and maybe you still love, a uh, chance to go out and win some cash at oh, uh, Southwest Arbor Fest. Yeah. yeah, that backyard game has gone to the next <laughs> level. <laughs> it certainly has. <laughs> and then last, let's talk about summer because um, our summer camps are open for registration. But there's one that's new and different. It's called City Academy. It's geared for teenagers, like high school kids. And they get to learn how city government works. So it's one day a week for the summer, and you can delve into how the fire department works, the police department works, even parks and rec. So um, it's new and exciting, and I think if maybe kids will be inspired to make a career of, Absolutely. of government or just be informed citizens. So that's a new one. So Yeah, we'll learn more about it, or maybe, like I said, maybe might become their, their next uh, occupation. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we've got on the horizon. All right, so all the information uh, to get signed up, everything at, at your website with Grand Junction Parks and Rec, right? Yep, gjparksandrec.org, or you can always pick up the phone and call us at 254-3866. All right, Trish, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in and giving us the latest on uh, Grand Junction Parks and Rec. We always appreciate it. We appreciate the time. Thank you. All right, Trish from Grand Junction Parks and Rec. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more 826, the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Welcome back. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Vic Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. We don't really have a specific thing we want you to comment on today. Yeah. We were just kind of talking about um, trip to Vegas because the uh, college basketball tournaments are in Vegas. Our former colleague, Trevor Stewart, some of his uh, exploits when we went there. Mm -hmm. At least the last time you were there, I were there, and I was there at the same time. And um, down about uh, Margaritaville. Right. Do we like Jimmy Buffett? Do you like Jimmy Buffett? Are you a Buffett fan? Text or call 970-242-1340. We're still looking for a correct answer for who is it. Okay, so give us clues again. Yep. Since the World Baseball Classic starts this week, we're going back in WBC history. I played in the first WBC game. played in the United States. I am a former prep baseball player in Colorado. I am a World Series champion and part of a combined no-hitter. Ackerfels, incorrect. Roger Clemens, Incorrect. Goose Gossage, also incorrect. So we're not looking for any of those guys. All right, so text in your answer, 970-242-1340, in a case of New Belgium beer from a high country beverage. And uh, don't forget, by the way, we have Brackapalooza coming up this Tuesday. It's March 14th, 5.30 until 7.30, Warehouse 25.65, and it's uh, powered by Bozarth, Mark Miller, Chevrolet Buick. And uh, go to the website, theteam1340.com, Print out your bracket or fill out your bracket there. You have to fill it out online and then print it out. Bring it with your username for the contest and put your name, first name, last name, your actual name on the bracket and then bring it on Tuesday night to our house 2565 starting at 530. Bring your printed bracket, show up at 530 and earn 10 bonus points. Show up at 6, earn 8 bonus points. Show up at 630, get 6 bonus points. Show up at 7, get 4 bonus points for your bracket we have some great prizes again this year and uh, if you show up on 
Tuesday night, you have a chance to win one of two pairs of Avalanche tickets. So your chance to win those, that's the night of the event coming up this Tuesday. And once again, if you bring somebody else's bracket, you don't they don't get bonus points. You have to personally bring your own bracket to uh, to get the bonus points. So get all the details, get signed up because we we do this exclusively online mm-hmm. at the team1340.com. All right. So we've got some more guesses. Bond. Jarrett Bond with a guess. Um no, Jared, Roy Halliday is incorrect. Brian Fuentes incorrect. Colorado high school pitchers. They pitched four high schools located in the state. So Roger Clemens, Brian Fuentes, those types who but Halliday you know, obviously aren't from here. Halliday is a good guess, but wrong. Sean O actually has got the correct answer. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. That is Brad Lidge. He nailed down the save of the first World Baseball Classic game played in these here United States. All right. He's also a former Colorado prep baseball player at Cherry Creek. Uh, won a World Series with the Phillies and was part of a combined no-hitter. All right. Well done. And I'm sorry, who's the winner again? Sean O. Sean O. Congratulations, Sean O. All right. Text call 970-242-1340. And uh, we had Chris Hanks on with us earlier this week. Time to talk a little uh, Maverick baseball. Bring that back to you with Chris Hanks. Talking CMU baseball with Mav skipper Chris Hanks on the team. Uh, your team getting in that uh, final non-conference uh, series against Montana State Billings. You end up taking three out of four in that series against Montana State Billings, and uh, you know lost that that final game against uh, the Yellow Jackets. But uh, I don't want to talk about uh, some you know some guys that really stepped up and played well during uh, that series. And let's talk about Liam Hohenstein. We you mentioned him a little bit uh, when we previewed that series with Montana State Billings. Uh, the young freshman got the start for you in that game uh, to open up that series. He went the four innings, gave up uh, six hits, a couple of runs. But uh, I know that uh, he didn't get the win in that uh, in that game. But uh, you liked what you saw from him, I'm sure. Uh, likewise for Jeff Rogers, your pitching coach, what you saw from Liam Hohenstein. Yeah, you know, uh, the thing about Liam, he's a young guy. And uh, more than anything else, he just pitches with such great presence. You know, he's... Uh, a kid that pitches 88 to 92 miles an hour. Uh, he's highly competitive. He's got a good slider. And uh, as we say, he's just young enough to not know any better, you know. So we figured he could handle that that one slot opening up. And uh, we're leaning towards doing the same thing this weekend and starting the series off with him on the mound. And then that first game, too, uh, Kennedy Hara for you, the, uh, the young freshman from Hawaii. Uh, ends up hitting a grand slam in that game, and so for Kennedy Hara, uh, a, a nice start to the week when uh, when he was able to, to to crush that grand slam. Yeah, you know, and he's uh, he's another special young freshman. He's a he's a name that I think people are going to hear uh, about for years to come. He unfortunately in the series he uh, he pulled his hamstring, so we don't know at this point whether he's going to be available for this upcoming series. Chris Hanks, coach of the Cover Mesa Mavericks baseball team, as we mentioned with uh, Liam Hohenstein uh, getting that start in the first game. You want to take a, a little different approach, you and Jeff Rogers, with your rotation. 
How do you feel that played out in what you saw from uh, the, the tweaks that you made in your rotation? Well, I think it's good. You know, one of the things we're trying to set up for is to get uh, possibly Cannon Handy in uh, one of the seven-inning games as we go into conferences, the doubleheader days, uh, our, two, our two sevens. Uh, and what that effectively does, if Cannon can pitch well, he has a chance to pitch a complete game, and it helps us manage our bullpen, you know, and keep wear off the bullpen. Uh, so, uh, at least initially, that's the plan, and we may even move uh, uh, Jacob Rhodes from the fourth slot into the third slot as we're looking at the guys who have, I guess, pitched most efficiently to this point. Cotter Mesa baseball coach Chris Hanks with us today on the Team Sports Network. Mavericks right now 9-6 and six on the season as they take on Metro State uh, starting Friday at that uh, series over at uh, the Diamond of the Bergman Sports Complex, Metro State, uh, they've got off to a sensational start this season, Chris. Uh, right now, Metro State with a 15-3 and record. And in the NCBWA South Central Region poll this week, uh, Metro State uh, ranked 13th nationally last week. But when you look at that, uh, that re- the regional rankings, the, the number two team in that poll, I should say, that South Central poll, your team's currently fourth in that poll. So... Uh, a couple of teams that are your team and, of course, Metro State getting some recognition in the South Central region, but also from a national standpoint as well with uh, with Metro State and your Mavericks uh, open things up on Friday. Yeah, you know, Metro has a very good club. They have their entire club back from last year pretty much where we're the opposite. Uh, we lost the bulk of our club, and we, we have a new team, and uh, a new team we're trying to get to understand. Uh, they're talented. Uh, but we have a big task at hand this weekend. You know, if people come out this weekend, I think they'll see a highly competitive series, uh, probably a very intense series, uh, and they're going to see, I think, uh, really good teams on both sides of the uh, field. And a former Maverick now playing over at Metro State, Tanner Garner. He's got off to a, a really strong start for them, Chris. Uh, Garner right now hitting five oh eight on the season with four home runs. He's uh, one of their top home run hitters and one of their, their top hitters right now. Well, you know, uh, Tanner's a talented young man. He's obviously uh, uh, a kid that uh, we, we didn't ever want to leave our program, but uh, as the internal dynamics of any team dictate what's most important, it was just a situation where uh, he was no longer going to fit with our philosophy and our program. And I wish him nothing but the best, but we will have to contend with him. I, I really feel as though he got... Uh, his training here at Colorado Mesa, and now we're going to have to combat that. All right, Chris Hanks, Maverick baseball team opens up conference play tomorrow against Metro State. We'll have that game on the team CMU Sports Network tomorrow, presented by Ken Richard State Farm Insurance. We'll have it to you, or we'll have it for you tomorrow with Ethan Jordan on the call, pregame at three fifteen, first pitch at three thirty for that one. As the Mavericks open up that series at the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex against Metro State. All right, we'll have our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week coming up in a moment, but it's time right now for... We're into four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, we talked a lot about Kendrick Perkins, who made the comment... Oh, yeah. ...on first take when he had the the battle with J.J. Redick, mm-hmm. where he had Kendrick Perkins saying that Nikola Jokic, if he wins for the third time in a row, it's about racist voting. That white NBA MVP voters favor a white player. And that's why Jokic will win again. Well, Molly Corum, yeah. who's the host of First Take, 
she issued a correction from ESPN. The NBA publicly announces the voters each year, and after review, it's clear the panel is much more diverse than what was portrayed by Kendrick Perkins. We wanted to make sure that we corrected that today. That when Kendrick Perkins said 80% of NBA voters for the MVP award are white, the NBA publicly announces the voters each year, and after review, it's clear that panel is far more diverse. And so, Jalen Rose yeah. is one of those guys. And he voted for Nikola Jokic. So is he Dennis Scott? They were former players that voted for Nikola Jokic. And so I'll, I'll give I'll give ESPN props for coming back and saying, look, that's that's incorrect. That's inaccurate. He he didn't know what he was talking about. And good for them that they they were able to uh to get that corrected. Because yes. it was just absolutely idiotic sometimes hot takes have some kernel of truth in them this one really did all right second down michael irvin got very emotional when he had a press conference to address the uh, allegations at a marriott hotel in phoenix uh, a female employee accused irvin of misconduct during an interaction the two had the evening of sunday february 5th that led to nfl network removing him from their super bowl coverage well, Irvin has denied any wrongdoing on Wednesday. Two witnesses who saw the exchange between the Hall of Fame wide receiver and the unidentified woman vouched for Irvin. Irvin began crying as one witness described a super friendly interaction between Irvin and the woman that included lots of laughter. Irvin did not take questions but did address reporters. He said he feels fortunate to he agreed to take a photo with Bryn Davis and another witness, Phil Watkins, because there would be no one there to defend him otherwise. Sometimes you can't jump to a conclusion and mm-hmm. Michael Irvin who's obviously had a checkered past at times was clearly not in the wrong on this one. Right. That's that's the way it's going and that lawsuit is still kind of working its way through. Um, the parental oversight as we move to third down for the Memphis Grizzlies is coming to an end because center Steven Adams is probably out another four weeks after a PCL sprain in his right knee. The team announced that today. They play their final regular season game a month from today, April 9th. They're third in the Western Conference at 38 and 26. And Steven Adams, remember, was the one that told everybody while telling John Morant to stay out of trouble. And then John Morant then went to a strip club with a gun, which the strip club was named after a different gun, which is kind of sadly hilarious in its own right. But no parental oversight anymore. For the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks is just gonna have to take his whooping by himself by the the Warriors tonight. And fourth down, being the only team granted permission to go meet with Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets are optimistic about landing him. That's I would I would be optimistic. Sound like they had a fairly positive meeting. If so. he said it was okay to come see me at home, and the Packers said, "Yeah, go see him." I would be fairly optimistic myself. I think so as well. So, in other news of the same caliber, water still wet. Sun still rises in the east and sets in the west. Last I heard. And coming up next, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's the Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week on the team. 
And it's brought to you by Scotty's Complete Car Care Center at 437 Pickin Avenue. If you're having problems with your transmission, your engine, heating, cooling system, stop by and see them today. If you have a diesel, they can take care of you as well. At Scotty's Complete Car Care Center, they're located at 437 Pickin Avenue. You can also give them a call at 970-245-0101 or go to Scotty's Complete Auto Repair com. Our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week is the number one singles player for the Central Girls Tennis Team. Alexis Wickham joins us. Alexis, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on the program this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Big, big win for you and your Central teammates with that uh, win to open up the season against Fruit of Monument, 4-3 victory at Canyon View. Uh, you were able to get the victory against Cat uh, Austin for Fruit of Monument, 3-6-6-3, 10-6. And it had been quite some time since Central had beat Fruit of Monument in girls' tennis. And, of course, your victory was a big reason why you were able to, to get that 4-3 win. Yeah, no, for sure. It was, a, it was a huge win for all of us, for sure. It was very exciting because I definitely don't know if we've ever beat Fruita or when the last time it was. So, very exciting. Well, I think your coach, uh, Katie Oust, uh, I think she mentioned to the local paper that it's been at least five years. She was an assistant uh, she's now your head coach, but uh, was an assistant at Central with the last time that uh, the Warriors beat the Wildcats. So it sounds like it's been a long time coming. But uh, I mean, for you know, it's always a big rivalry with its when Fruta Central uh, clash, regardless if it's girls tennis or or football or basketball or whatever. So has to feel pretty good, Alexis, to to get a win against a Valley rival. Yeah, no, definitely, it was very exciting. <laughs> Now, as far as uh, your game and, and where you're at right now as far as your, your tennis, uh, kind of take us through what uh, what you've been doing to get ready for this tennis season for Central. Um, yeah, so, I mean, my dad, he always played. Um, he played when he was younger, and he's always kind of just been my coach. Um, and so, I mean, even right after the match, we went down and played some tennis, and I've just been working on a lot of my, like, top spin um, and my serves and just trying to um, be as consistent as possible. I think, like, a big thing about tennis is just being consistent. Um, and then my coach always says, like, um, a huge part of the game is just, like, your mental state and making sure that you're, um, you know, you're not letting, like, the losses get you down. And so I think I was just really trying to um, keep my head up and um, be as consistent as possible. Alexis Wickham, our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week, uh, number one singles player for the Central Girls Tennis Team, uh, coming off uh, a win against Fruita Monument 4-3. But uh, for Alexis, a win against Cad Austin, as we mentioned, at number one singles. In, in that match with uh, with Cat Austin, what was working well for you, Alexis, against Cat uh, Austin to get that victory? Yeah, I think um, just kind of like I was saying, I think being consistent was a huge thing. Um, also, just like moving my feet as much as I could, um, and again, just like keeping my head up. Um, she's a really good player. She's got some great, um, yeah, she's just yeah, she's very good. Um, so I think like the biggest thing I could do is just be as cons- consistent as possible, getting the ball back as much as I could. I'm trying to get some good shots, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. Alexis, welcome to the Central Warriors girls tennis team with us today on the Team Sports Network. And, and look, it's always tough in the Southwestern League. Uh, Grand Junction always has uh, really good talent, particularly at number one singles. For the monument, always uh, one of the, the stronger teams as well, always vying for a, for a league title. And so when you play number one singles, kind of take us through some of the competition you're going to face this year at number one singles because it's it's always uh, outstanding tennis that's played at the number one single spot in the Southwestern League. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think this um, is my first time playing number one singles, so it's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, a lot of these girls, they're very, very good, especially with the top spin. Um, I would say and like their consistency is very good. They're going to be hitting some hard shots, I know for sure. 
Um, so I think, like, the biggest thing that I can do is um, just try to get it back over the net and, you know, keep my head up. So, yeah. Alexis Wickham of the Central Girls uh, Tennis Team. She's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. Uh, picked up the win at number one singles for Central and uh, the Warriors win over Fruit of Monument 4-3 to three to open up uh, league play and open up the season as well. As far as uh, any other sports that you play, Alexis, is it pretty much tennis is your, your number one priority, your number one focus, or do you uh, manage to carve out some time to play some other sports? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely chose tennis as my main sport. Um, I think it's the only one that I was really uh, decent at. Um, I played volleyball a little bit, but I was not as good as that, so I just stuck with tennis. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when it comes to being on the court, uh, maybe a player that uh, that you've watched that you idolize, a Serena Williams or or whoever the case may be, that, that maybe is there a player that you kind of try to model your game after, or you just have a lot of respect for for how they play and, and, and kind of the, the, the person that they are? Yeah, no, I definitely, I look up to Serena Williams' game a lot, for sure. Um, and then a little bit more on, like, the practical side. I guess my dad, um, when he played a lot, I would just, I look up to him a lot as a player. Um, he's very, very good, and so he taught me everything I know. And so, yeah, I just look up to his game. And, um, but other than that, yeah, Serena Williams, I, I definitely love her game, and she's a, she's a great athlete, so I look up to her a lot. Alexis, welcome to the Central Girls Tennis Team with us, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. And just kind of uh, wrap it up here, Alexis, with uh, you know this, this Central uh, program. Talk about some of your teammates a little bit, because you know certainly tennis is an individual sport. We know that. But there's also the team component, as we mentioned, with the with the 4-3 team, one of Refruta Monument. Uh, maybe a teammate or two that when you're out there playing kind of kind of pushes you a little bit to, to improve your game. Yeah, um, yeah. My uh, so I was playing right next to the number two single, Sydney. Um, she at every single point, you know, like that. She wasn't um, playing herself when she would look over. She was always just kind of lifting me up. Um, and then I also one of my closest friends, um, Casey. She is on the tennis team, and so when she was done with her match, she was always just kind of lifting me up, you know, telling me I did a good job. And so I have I have very supportive teammates. They're always. Um, having our, each other's back, so it's really nice. And then, of course, my coaches always talking me through everything I can do better. You know, asking me what's working, what's not. So, very lucky to have a very supportive uh, team that's always just willing to lift me up and lift each other up. And Coach Ost was also a really good high school uh, tennis player as well during yeah. her time on the court. So she 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 knows what she's talking about. Really good tennis player and Coach uh, Katie Ost. Uh, we're talking with Alexis Wickham of the Central Girls Tennis Team, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. So. Well, well, we'll step aside from the court for a moment. Uh, I ask this of a lot of athletes. You know, it doesn't matter what sport, but do you have anything that you do, Alexis, in terms of pre-match preparation? That's kind of a ritual that you do. Something that you know, you gotta lace up the shoes a certain way. Some music that you listen to. Is there anything that you do that that you feel like you have to do before every match? Is there that kind of a ritual for you when you play? Yeah, um, so usually on the car ride to the tennis match, I, I definitely love listening to some good music, um, but I also love to pray. I definitely, I pray um, before I go out and play. I just, you know, ask um, God to, yeah, just to do whatever he can to help me out, you know, and um, I definitely, yeah, I love listening to music, just getting in the getting in the zone, but yeah. What's on the Alexis Wickham uh, pre-match uh Mixtape. Not that you do a mixtape anymore. That's going back to the 80s. But what's on the playlist? <laughs> Considering she was just playing at the Super Bowl, Rihanna right now. Okay, yeah, going with some Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, going, yeah, Going very, very current with her halftime uh, Super Bowl performance. Hey, Alexis, yeah. I appreciate the time. Congratulations on being our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. And 
best of luck to you in Central uh, with the rest of the tennis season. Thank you so much. It means a lot. All right, take care. Alexis Wickham joining us this morning. Yeah, and I dropped in the mixtape thing. So what? Don't give me that look. Even parents are probably like, mixtape? Mixtape. Back in the day, man, the mixtape. Yeah. But you say, maybe her parents are kind of maybe... My age, a little older. They're MP3 rewritable okay. CD people. Notice I said playlist. Mixed I dropped. I dropped playlist. I mentioned playlist. Get off my back, man. I'm an old man. Been I a, hate everything but Matlock. In a good mood this Ooh, morning for the most now. part until till that moment right there. Until right there. Until right there. <laughs> uh, you're going to be in a worse mood when the NASCAR results come out next hour. Oh, great. Thanks. Hour three is coming up on The Jim Davis Show.